Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. For us, yes, we are a hair care brand, but like this is such a huge part of who we are and I'm really excited to like see what happens and I think it will continue to be a part of our mission and an impact. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Good 
guys, thank you so much for tuning back in again. I can't tell you what it means to have you all show up. And I have to tell you today, my guest, Diana Cohen, is freaking awesome. She is the founder of Crown Affair, a hair care brand empowering people to redefine their relationship with their hair through accessible luxury products, guidance, and community. Prior to Crown Affair, Diana founded Levitate, a brand marketing agency where she led initiatives for brands including The Wing, Harry's, Flamingo, Outdoor Voices, etc. Diana is part of Forbes 30 Under 30 for the class of 2019. She resides in New York with her fiance, Alexander, and I got to meet her at a Create and Cultivate dinner, which was so much fun. And I will tell you that I was immediately drawn to her and her energy. And this woman is so insanely generous. She is so willing to help you out, jump on the phone, explain things to you, get you to understand whatever it is that you have questions about in business, in life, you name it, you guys. I literally fell in love with this girl and I know that you will too, whether you are growing a business or you are just looking to grow as a human being. I really love this podcast, so let's get started. Diana, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. So you guys, I got to sit across from this lovely woman. Uh, We were at Jacqueline Johnson's Create and Cultivate, kind of her like pre-dinner beforehand for speakers and I'm sure close friends and things like that. So um, it was so much fun because you randomly, I just was randomly sitting with people I didn't know, which I think is like the best possible thing you can do at some of these networking things. Um, And honestly, I'm always a little freaked out when I go in. I'm just like, okay, you're a big girl. Like you can do this. Go up and talk to someone. Go sit with people you don't know. And I look up and there's this woman with the most amazing hair. And it was one of those moments where you know you're looking at someone and you know you're complimenting them in your head, but you don't say it until like later. And then I find out that you are not only amazing in so many things that you do, but you had just launched a hair care line, which we're going to talk about. But that is that is our love story of how we met. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I remember it well. And I'm missing the days when we could all come together and have incredible dinners and conversations. And um, the feeling was very mutual. I remember seeing you and being like the energy radiating from her right now mm. is infectious. So I felt exactly the same. Oh my God, that's so nice to hear because all you feel like sometimes is like, am I being a weirdo? Or can is she like looking at how much kale salad I'm taking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like cool. pi- piling it on the plate. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to talk to you today because you have had, you have a pretty diverse uh, career. And I also love um, hearing the story about how your company that you have right now, which is called Crown Affair, which you launched two and a half months ago. Yes. Yeah. How that all came about. So let's let's rewind for a bit though. And let's just chat about what your what your career started in. Like what were you thinking when you first, you know, were in the world of even choosing what in the heck do I want to be? What were some of your inspirations? Yeah. So uh I'm excited to chat about this because actually Jackie Johnson was an early part of my career experience. We've known each other for almost 
10 years now. Um, so I, I moved to New York for college. I went to NYU and like a lot of people, I wanted to come here and work in fashion. Um, it looks very glamorous in TV and movies and some of it's accurate, but not always. And I had interned at a number of different places from the celebrity dressing department at Valentino to um, production and e-commerce at Tacoon. And, you know, by the time I graduated, it became pretty clear that the world was changing. And, you know, a lot of the traditional systems around uh, publications and media and distribution with wholesales and retailers was, was shifting. And, um, the internet was happening in the way that I think we know the internet in its form now. And, uh, there was a girl who had this really awesome blog. I loved a couple of the interviews on it. And I like reached out to her and was just like, Hey, I think what you're doing is super rad. Um, and would love to be a part of it, intern work, whatever. That was Emily Weiss. And she had just started into the gloss and had like a handful of interviews up on the site. Obviously, what she's been able to build over the last seven or so years and with Glossier is incredible. And that was really the kickstart of my career. And you know, you do everything. I was doing quote editorial production, but I just love being around storytelling and connecting with people. And it was amazing to see that power shift happening online around, you know, the stories that you could tell or who you could interview or profile or connect with and then see another, you know, a community respond to it in the comment section or, you know, share their own stories. And it felt like such a different ecosystem than what was happening in like traditional publications or media prior to that. So it was incredible to be a part of that really early on. And when I was actually working there, I was invited to uh, an event from a former boss. They were like the founders of this jewelry company. They were doing a launch event and I had kept in touch with them, which is an important lesson. Like be kind and work hard and keep relationships because you you never know, you know, someone could just invite you to a thing a few years later and and, uh, it can change your life. And this event um, was a launch event for one of their campaigns. And I met this woman there named Era Katz who is the founder of a symbiotic probiotic company called Seed now in LA. But at the time she was one of the partners at a company called Beachmint, which was like a pre-direct consumer, but like um, celebrity e-commerce, you know, direct site. It had like Ashley and Mary Kate with Style Mint and, you know, Kate Bosworth with Jewel Mint. And we just really hit it off. And she lived in California and I thought she was like the coolest, most fab, rad woman ever. And she was like, I'm going to hire you one day. And I was like, I'm never going to see you again. I hope we get coffee in a few years. (laughs) And she ended up calling me and letting me know that she was going to be launching a new mobile shopping app called Spring. And this is about six and a half years ago now. And Spring no longer exists, but it was honestly like the best two and a half years of my life. And I shifted, this was in 2014. It was the end of 2013 into 2014. We launched it later that year. And um, I went from storytelling and editorial and production and being really in beauty to understanding how people shopped online and sitting with engineers and UX and UI designers and um, really incredible brand people too. You know, that group of people is truly the most special group that I've worked with to this day. And, uh, you know, I am so grateful for that because it introduced me to what it means to be a consumer brand online in such a different way. So we worked with over like 600 brands on the platform. 
you know, understood e-commerce backend integrations, you know, Shopify was just a baby that, and it was so cool to work with all these brands and, you know, Warby Parker was around for a while, but we were starting to see Outdoor Voices had just launched and like, they were one of the first brands on spring. Um, Buck Mason, who's a menswear brand out in California, who ended up being one of my clients before starting Crown Affair. And it um, was a really amazing experience there. And I've really just worked in consumer and with consumer brands since then. And it was actually at spring that I met Jackie Johnson at the time. She's obviously now the founder of Create and Cultivate, which is one of my favorite communities and um, platforms out there. But she had a uh, event and marketing agency called There Is No Subject. And I think I was 22 when I met Jackie and I was one of the only marketing hires. And I worked with her and her whole team to produce a launch party and worked with her multiple times um, when I was at Spring. And then and she was just as much of a boss then, like seven years ago as she is now. That girl <laughs> is just a total powerhouse. And um, yeah, and then after leaving Spring, I worked with Tamara Mellon. Um, she had, you know, sold Jimmy Choo and wanted to create her own direct consumer shoe line a couple of years after selling Jimmy Choo. And that was amazing. Worked with Jackie on activations for that. Um, and have worked as one of the first employees at Away when they first launched the mm-hmm. luggage company which was really incredible. Um, and, and actually full circle, Jackie was one of the first investors in a way. So it's mm. been really cool as we like grow together and, you know, she by then had sold her company and that was an amazing experience. I was head of partnerships there, nine partnerships when I was there from Madewell to Carly Kloss to NBA and, uh, travel. Obviously right now, the time that we're in, it's interesting, but it's truly one of the most incredible categories to like change the way that you move through the world and think about that. And um, yeah, and since then, I um, this kind of brings me to where Crown Affair is, which is after leaving away, I had started consulting, doing brand strategy, go-to-market strategy, campaign launches, and worked with a range of brands from Outdoor Voices. Um, I worked with Harry's on launching their women's line, Flamingo, in 2018. And uh, worked with a baby food company called Yumi. That's really incredible. Buck Mason, as I mentioned, The Wing, I um, worked with them on their retail launch, which was cool to think about product for a membership base and grow that part of the business. And I was traveling a lot. And um, that was really when I started to see my hair kind of take a toll. And whether it was a hotel towel or using shampoo and conditioner, I wasn't normally traveling with, or just really changing up my environment so much. Like the water is really different in LA and it's different in Texas and, Mm -hmm. you know, the humidity and there's just so many variables. And that was when I started to kind of reroute myself and in that ritual and routine and making sure that I always had my favorite best products with me. In the way that you think about skincare, you never travel somewhere without your favorite skincare products. And people would ask me, as you had noted, like, what do you do to your hair? How do you get it that way? And I just shared a document. It was first an email and then became a Google Doc, which we need to share with the world. We've been I have a revised one actually now with a new new routine. But um and it it went from there. You know, people were like, you use a two hundred dollar hairbrush or like I can't <laughs> believe this hair mask you use is like a hundred and twenty dollars from Netta Portai or whatever it was. And it was just very much a light bulb moment that you know, first, there's not a ton of education and guidance out there beyond, Mm -hmm. you know, color, styling, cut, like, you know, people have a really disempowered relationship with their hair around styling it. Um, unless they're basically like damaging it, you know, like there isn't really like a care piece there. 
And then two, um, a lot of the products I loved were just like really expensive, mm-hmm. you know? And <laughs> I, I think that there's, there isn't much of a middle in hair. Like I'm very here. I mean, I love a good drugstore product and I love a good, I love a good target haul, but like, it was very clear that the difference between what was being sold at the drugstore, what was being sold on like more luxury sites and spaces. And then everything in between, like, honestly, you might as well just buy drugstore. Like the quality of the product isn't that different. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was just a little bit of a moment for me to be like, it's so crazy that people aren't connecting with this or have access to the products that can really transform their hair in small ways. So, um, yeah, I, I was working on crown affair when consulting, it was very much a nights and weekends project. So, uh, you could call it a side hustle. And then there was definitely kind of a tipping point where I was like, okay, I think I want to do this full time. I think I want to raise money. Like people had product. I was getting great feedback. And, you know, by then I felt really comfortable. This was like last July, um, to really take the plunge and, and go forward with Crown Affair. Okay. There's so many, so many (laughs) things to touch on there. Um, number one, you're totally right. Like I, for years of my life, like majority of my life, I really thought that like you, you either were born with good hair or you weren't like it, it was that unattainable to me that it was, I didn't know that there was things you could do to actually make your hair look freaking amazing. So I think you're 100% uh, spot on. And then when I did learn more about like what you can do with your hair, I was like, well, I'm not going to number one, spend the money because it's just never been that important to me. Number two, I probably won't take the time. So to have something like in between is like incredible because good hair makes you feel really freaking good. Um, I had no idea how good it makes you feel until like even just my first like dry bar experience. I was like, wait, my hair can do this. I had no idea. Um, So I'm grateful for people like you. Uh, Number two, I love that. I love the story of all of the different, um, you know, companies and things that you've done. And I've always, in people's journeys, I've always said like, no chapter is ever wasted. You just have to like really see what you're learning. And it brought you like, it's so fun to connect the dots. Like, um, you know, the quote, you can connect the dots, uh, looking backwards at how awesome it is that this all brought you to this moment of this product that is now, you know, is this mostly online? Yeah. So mm-hmm. right now we're, we're just online at crownaffair.com. And we actually have one uh, retailer that we work with in Hudson Yards in New York. It's like one of my favorite boutiques called The Conservatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some exciting retail partnerships we're going to be able to announce later this year. But um, everything's been a little on hold given the situation yes. that those should be launching in the summer. So... Oh girl, I feel you so much right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything is a little on hold on my end. So I'm like reassessing, which is gonna be that'll be a fun conversation um to talk about as well, like just the importance of of pivoting. But I wanna know what was like so now you have all of these this amazing experience and all of these incredible lessons. Do you think that, you know, if you were just interested in launching this product right now, like what would be the most important lessons that you would tell somebody to learn or to know before they started a company? Um, maybe and tell us where they were pulled from. Yeah. I mean, the first and only thing that matters in consumer is that you have customers. <laughs> customers love that product, you know. Yeah. You can do all of the cool marketing things, you can get people really excited. But at the end of the day, it's the customers who are keeping your business afloat and growing and continuing on. And, you know, I think I probably a few different places 
I picked that up in, in small ways. I think I learned a lot from Tamara Mellon having, you know, for her building such an iconic shoe brand in the nineties and two thousands and seeing how women or men, but mostly women transformed when they had a product that they loved and kept coming back for more. Like, you know, you can think about practicality, but, or look at Celine Dion, but it's like, how many shoes does a woman need? And the answer is like, it's endless, you know? And (laughs) for her, it was about that emotional connection. And, you know, when I worked at Away, the customer always was the most important and truly only thing that matters. And making sure that their life is more seamless and better. So I would say that whatever industry you're in, whether it's a software product or a physical good or any category, like really understand who your customer is going to be. Like you don't have to be everything to everyone. And like that also takes time to learn, you know, and understanding Mm -hmm. who they are, what they're doing. And um, again, it depends on the product market fit, the price point. But I do think it's really important to meet for us, her, where she is and find ways to fill their life beyond the product as well, um, which we, which I can get into. So yeah, that's the first one. Um, talk to customers. You're going to get so much information and data. You can do this before you launch too. Just pick a group of 10 people, do a one-to-one, get in a group. It's really, really helpful. The other thing I would say is like, you know, know why you're doing this uh, in, with whatever you're doing. I think Era, who I mentioned earlier, who's, who now has Seed and was one of the co-founders and the CMO at Spring, you know, she's been a mentor to me for, for since I've met her really. And um, she is so rooted in that mission of what brings her joy. And I think that really comes through in her product. And, you know, I... I can't imagine not being the customer, you know, for me, it's like, what would she do or what would he do? Because I am that person. And, um, yeah, I think like if I can, with every company I've worked with, if you can put something into the world that changes the way that person feels about themselves, Mm. then like, that's powerful, you know? Mm. What were some of the tough, like, tell me one of the toughest lessons that you learned that you did not see coming or you truly felt a certain way, but were completely shocked about either an outcome or something like that? Yeah, I think in a, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned now is that like, you just can't be nostalgic. Mm. Like things change so quickly and, you know, I'm so grateful for all of the experience and learnings that I've had. But the truth is, is like, I would not do the strategies that we did four years in a way now, you know, it's like totally (laughs) relevant. TikTok didn't exist. The way people live and move through the world. So like being nostalgic about how you were, how things were, it's just, it's, it's not a good way. And like you, unfortunately, myself included, like you learn that the hard way, you know, Mm. you, you don't move quickly enough or you think things are too precious. And, you know, beauty, fortunately is a category that's like not one, one winner takes all. Like you can have multiple hair companies or multiple skincare brands. Like it's not like just one thing that you're buying and that's the only product from that type of company you're getting. So if you're really lucky to be in that category. But I think if you have an idea, like you just have to act on it. Otherwise, like, you know, people will get to market in their own ways and it, and it will be totally different from what you would have done. And that that's an important thing to remember too. It's like, you know, sometimes it's good to put some blinders on. I think in our world, mm. in whatever context, um, you can look to other people. And at the end of the day, like, I think that people want to see from you something that only you can offer, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Oh God, I love that so much because it is, it, it couldn't be more true. If we, it's like the second you start really looking around too, it kind of shakes your confidence. Like there's this beautiful, in in my opinion, this is just what what I call it for myself. Like there's this beautiful naivety and like just being so enthralled in your concept that like you, you know, you stay in that emotion that is really, that drives you forward of like, the sureness, you know, that feeling that you got like initially when you're like, oh my God, this is it. Like I'm obsessed. This is exactly what I would want. And then sometimes we can go and look at other things and think, well, but she does it like this or it has this thing in it and people are loving this product right now. And you can get so diluted and you can lose like that excitement for it. If you keep, I can only imagine what that's like in beauty products as well, because there's so much that you probably do have to be like, I'm going to put my head down while I create this. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think to that point, you know, you also get so familiar with your own message to the point, you know, been working on this for almost two years. So for me, it's like, I know these things, I know how to take care of my hair, but I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, there's people hearing this for the first time, you know? And like, mm-hmm. it is important to slow, low and slow, actually the best relationship advice of my life came from one of my guy friends. And I'm, I'm, now engaged and I've been with my fiance for seven years, but he said, no one ever got mad at a slow simmer. And Mm -hmm. I think just low and slow build and build. And like that foundation is what stays with you. And you might look up, you know, two years later, five years later, whatever it is you're doing and like it grows and those people stay with you. You know, Mm -hmm. even when you doubt yourself, you look to others and being like, oh, they're doing this or this is happening. But like, you know, there's, there's a, there's a purpose. And I think all of us get, I don't even like the term imposter syndrome because that's not what it is. You know, I think mm-hmm. entrepreneurs at their core, like, you know, we've already taken the leap. That's the really scary part, <laughs> but it's almost like little distractions along the way that can actually really derail the longer term vision. And I don't think it's any of our faults. We're just in our own, we're in our own thing every day. And sometimes it's hard to keep it you know, the long-term focus. Hmm. So I want to go back to the the point where you said there was a tipping point for you where it was just like, you know, you're getting asked about it. And it, it's kind of like this, you know, as you're explaining the story, it seems totally like a natural uh, way for you to go in your life and your career while you're telling it. But I'm sure when you were in it, it was like, can this really be it? Like, what is, this was my side hustle. I wasn't sure if this was going to be the thing. Like, what was the moment... Do you remember like what was the feeling or can you explain to us when you really knew that this is something that you were going to go all in on? Yeah, there, there was two moments and it's so, it's such a good question. So the first one is when a friend who's an investor, who's invested in another hair care company was texting me nonstop because she needed to figure out how to take care of her hair. She's like, this <laughs> isn't doing it for me. I haven't figured this out. You know, I sat down with her. We put a whole ritual and routine together of what she should be doing, and like her hair transformed. Like just by by doing this every day, making sure she was, you know, based off her hair type, what ingredients might be better, or like how she should brush it. And that was like one of those moments where I was like, okay, this person's not getting what they need from whatever else is out there right now. Mm. Um, And two, you know, we, it was this kind of connecting the dots. Like, you know, we ended up raising money and we were super strategic about how much we raised and how we're going to allocate. And, um, you know, I even think about like in the first investor deck, it was just like, 
text message after text message of people asking me how they should take care of their hair, Mm. you know, the 60 to 90 days beyond the chair, beyond the dry bar, beyond the salon, which I'm like here for. I, my, my hair in life would not be the same without my hairstylist. And she is like one of my closest friends. And don't get me wrong. I love having my hair like blown out, perfect done. But like, there's all these kind of moments in between that I feel like with mm. skincare and color cosmetics, we've like, you know, they've been really democratized and people feel super empowered by their like 13 step Korean skincare routine. But like, you know, hair was just kind of like falling to the wayside in a weird way. So, you know, as people were responding to it and I started talking to like investors very like casually, I was like, oh wait, there's actually something here. And like, I should do this. That was the tipping point. Cause very candidly, I was still sending out like proposals for clients and things for my consulting business. <laughs> it was the lines were very blurred. Mm. So tell me about that journey. So you had had some, you had had some um, previous like experience and talking to different people and investors, and you n- kind of knew about raising money. But what about people who have this idea? They feel super drawn to it. It's what all of their friends ask about. They know they're good at it, um, but they don't necessarily have that type of experience where they know they need a lot of money to get started or a decent amount of money, whatever that looks like. What do you say to somebody who maybe doesn't have that circle of influence around raising money? Yeah. And very, I'm very candid about this. I went forward originally, I wasn't going to raise money because... I'd been on the inside of these businesses. I'd really seen, you know, the pros, but also the cons of raising too much money and what that does to artificially grow and inflate these businesses, which is why we were really mindful about the number that we raised. But I think the best businesses are the ones that come from authentic community. So yeah, for me, I was like, I have these relationships. I've worked in venture consumer for the last seven years. Like, why wouldn't I tap into that to just kind of keep this going? But I really think that if you have an idea and like, it completely depends on your product and what you're doing, but just start building a community and audience around it. Like going back to the brand piece, like, yes, there's definitely customers who are just customers and like never want to talk to you and might not follow you on Instagram and just are like, this is a great product. Cool. This is it. But for everyone else, like the other 90% of people, like they are buying into something so much bigger than your product. And it is possible to figure out a way if you have people who want to be a part of that thing and are a part of it, whether that's your Facebook group or a DM or a thread or whatever it is, like or a blog, whatever it is that you're doing, like you can build that business based off that audience. So um yeah, I it's it's hard. I also think like you'd be surprised again, it totally depends on your category. If you're in tech um or you know there's it's a very, very different world with venture, but I think surprisingly, like a lot of in, like you thinking about if you did want to raise money, investors are lucky to invest in you, and I think it's so important to go into these conversations recognizing that um, that like you are giving them an opportunity to be a part of the movement that you're creating. So um, it obviously was helpful that I you know worked with these companies that where there were investors who were a part of building those movements, but um, even if not, I think you can still like have an MVP or little thing. And for us, that was just like, you know, it's not that expensive to make a hairbrush. I mean, it definitely wasn't cheap, but we found an amazing family in Italy who's been making tools for over a hundred years. And we, you know, I put like five grand into figuring out how to make samples and I got like 40 brushes and I like gifted them to friends. You know, it wasn't like we blindly raised without having product and 
in product in people's hands. So um, I think it's always really good to to see what you can do if you're able to do it before doing that, before raising money. Mm. So really like, um, you know, we're so lucky now with obviously the internet <laughs> being able to not have to necessarily be in retail stores and things like that because that... What I'm so I'm just thinking obviously of myself in this particular situation where a lot of um, you know with alcohol it's not necessarily direct to consumer right away just for licenses and things like that like you really need to be in retail stores so it's kind of like with money in mind like raising money in order to launch in the way that you want you kind of do want to raise a certain amount of money or am I totally like off base with that. No, you're, you're totally spot on. And this is why it depends on what category you're in and what the consumer behavior is. And, you know, I think alcohol is interesting. We're definitely in an interesting moment in time because, you know, people are spending more time at home and now having a retail store as a brand is, is crushing, you know, it's a really expensive overhead and, you know, with employees and whatnot. But I think with liquor in particular, it is such an experience piece. And also this goes back to the product just being great, you know, continuing to have a customer who keeps coming back, but there is definitely a limit to digital touch points. You know, you want to see and touch and taste and feel something. Um, it, it just is usually a higher converter. And mm-hmm. I think the brands right now, whatever category you're in, that we're seeing really win are getting creative um, around their storytelling and doing something different. So like, how do you engage people in a conversation right now? I mean, I'm definitely drinking more at home. I'm, yes. very, I'm for sure having more alcohol than I usually do because, you know, with the energy and being out, you know, even when I was going out socially, I just wasn't drinking as much. And mm-hmm. very candidly, I feel like when I go out living in New York, I order a drink. I sometimes think about what the alcohol is in the drink, but it's usually just like the type of drink that I'm having. Mm-hmm. And now at home, I'm like finding a whole new connection to what's in my cabinet and with mm-hmm. my food and with everything that I'm doing, whether it's my olive oil or my liquor, like I'm thinking about that and I'm making such an intentional purchase in that way. But, you know, there is still a liquor store. We're ordering delivery right now from that. But I think that there might be creative ways to mm-hmm. be able to build a community and audience totally separate of the product itself. Mm-hmm. It's hard though. It's a hard category to do well, it. I love that. Yes. You know, what's so funny is it's actually like really exciting to me right now. And I love that you just shared that. I don't, I don't care what the person's product is or idea, like the ability to think different and pivot immediately because I've met so many people where there's a product that I would never think could pivot into different areas. And I'm like, oh my God, you're a freaking genius. Like they pivot incredibly fast and we're meeting so many, or we have so many friends who have pivoted really quickly, whether it's they're just focusing on a new branch or they're creating a new arm. And I know that we had talked and we'll talk about it in a minute, but even with you, like you just pivoted into a different, you know, give back component with your business, which is freaking brilliant, especially right now while people have time. Um, why don't you share just a, a, a touch on something that you did? Because number one, I love that you have this give back component. You you did two, but you just launched one um, pretty much today. So you share. Thank you. Uh, first, I totally agree with you. I think it's really important to be able to like recognize what people are responding to. And mm-hmm. if you can pivot, like just do it and test and, and mm-hmm. see what's working. And you know, for us, when everything first started happening with COVID in March, 
you know, we responded locally by giving back, but also by donating a portion of our proceeds to No Kid Hungry, which is an incredible cause that I've contributed to and have volunteered with in the past. But, you know, as the weeks went by and we were continuing to give, you know, part of our sales, it still didn't feel like it was totally the best way to give back and authentic to us. So while we were keep doing that, and I think it's important to donate if you're able to, you know, over the last few weeks, we've just been getting so many college seniors, current, you know, graduate students, like people in this really weird in-between moment who aren't sure what to do next. And particularly the college seniors. And we actually have a, a girl on our team who I adore, who is one of my interns. And we just hired her this semester when she graduated. And, you know, this is a group of people who can't file for unemployment insurance because they haven't had a job yet. Mm. And, you know, they're also competing potentially with a whole group of people who have recently been laid off or let go. And, you know, it's going to be really hard for them to do, right? Like we talk about spring and into the gloss, like those first jobs changed my life. Like those were networks that I still continue to tap into and emotionally have filled me up in so many ways. And we don't, as you said, like those are the dots that you can look back and connect. And I don't want people to not have dots to connect when they look mm. back at this time. So for us this morning, we just launched our seedling program. So it's called Seedling by Crown Affair. And it's we're doing our first pilot program. Uh, it's going to be six weeks long right now. And we're going to have mentors and mentees. People have been applying. The response has been truly insane. Like people who I've dreamed about and have candidly never met before, but I like look to as role models, like mm. have applied on the site to be a mentor. And um, I think the the intimacy of this, because we are still such a small and, and young brand, like people are like, oh, I feel like I'm making an impact. And like, this is a cool moment to connect with people that I might not have met. So we're really excited. I could see this going back to the like, you know, it, in a way it's like we launched a product, but it mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily like shampoo and conditioner. Like this is actually such a huge part of who I am. And, you know, I think even like our love story of meeting at Create and Cultivate, like the reason that we participate in these things and feel like it's a part of who we are is because we want to be able to connect with people and mm-hmm. give back, give advice. So for us, yes, we are a hair care brand, but like, this is such a huge part of who we are. And I'm really excited to like, see what happens. And I think it will continue to be a part of our mission and an impact. So. Hey, let's take a quick break so I can tell you about how freaking epic Skillshare is. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. You can explore new skills, deepen your existing passions, and get totally lost in creativity, which let me tell you, it is one of the best ways to fend off boredom. Um, And for me, massive amounts of stress during some intense times in life. So you guys, the different things that I love at Skillshare right now is that they have these incredible marketing classes. And you guys know that if you listen to this podcast, I am all about growing your dreams and growing your business. So whether it is from personal branding, or it is all about learning social media or how to tell an incredible story, we all know that these are skills that we all 
need. So you guys, Skillshare offer, offers creative classes designed for real life and all the circumstances that come with it. This is huge for breaking up my routine. I also love to break up routine with a little bit of creative routine. So I like to schedule in classes so that I'm always feeling good and always learning. Whether it's drawing, writing, or journaling classes, it can be a great way to help and manage stress, not to mention to really practice mindfulness. You guys, this is so exciting because you listen to this podcast. You're going to get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com forward slash happy. So that is two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Guys, that's crazy. So if you go to skillshare.com forward slash happy, that's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com forward slash capital H, capital A, capital P, capital P, capital Y. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. I love it because there's, you know, I I came from a background where there was no like, mentor, mentee, there was nothing like that. Like I was homeschooled through high school, really restrictive religion. Like none of that was like even in my sphere of knowing. And I can tell you that it wasn't until like my late 20s, early 30s that I actually even had a mentor or knew what that was in your life or any... And it was literally life-changing and it's what I've based everything that I've done around. So what you're doing is those moments where like... I think having a mentor and having access, right? Access to answers, access, like kind of just what you were talking about, like all of the different dots that have been connected through your story have always been through people and what you've learned through them or through, you know, different companies, but access to these conversations and this education around whether it's just learning, right? Like education by fire of being like at the company. And I think what you're doing is like, it's the most life-giving, life-changing thing that I think that you can do for someone is it's really um, showing somebody the way and also getting an opportunity for someone to breathe life over them and speak life over them. And a lot of people have never had that before. And that's, I believe, what gives people the power to move into their dreams. So I'm obsessed. Thank you. I, I love that too. And to hear that you know, finding that mentor for you as a partner to help you grow and also help them. I think that's like the beautiful thing about this relationship is that like the mentor and mentee, as much as I love the karate kid reference, like we need each other, you know, like we need each other to grow and see the world in a different way. And yeah, we're, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm so excited about it. And like, we, we very, I mean, we did this in the last two weeks. It kind of just came to us and we're like, let's just put this together. Let's make an application. We'll make a site. Like it was very kind of turned it on and I'm sure we'll have so many learnings and, you know, a year from now, the, the application and program will look really different, but yeah, it's been, um, we're, we're really excited about it. Oh my God. And we do need each other. I just have to share this like really fast story with you that I think you'll love. I was reading an article. I don't remember which state it was in, but um, the there was a nursing home and they were having like a lot of health problems. They were finding that a lot of people after they, you know, checked in were passing away. Like they, like morale was very low. And then at a local school that was near the nursing home, they were having a lot of problems with the kids um, learning to read, like their scores were really low. And so somebody thought of the brilliant idea of connecting the two and having this nursing home read to these kids every single week. And it was 
I guess the morale went up, like the life, these older people were totally thriving. Like it became the place that people wanted to be and the kids were reading. Like every, it, both parties needed each other and this beautiful program is coming out of it that I hope spreads all over um, because we do. We need to feel that sense of belonging and that we can help people and that also, you know, when we need help and that human, con- it's all connection, right? It's just the same thing. goes back yeah. to connection. Yeah. Exactly. I love that story. And it's also like such a great textbook example of, of that power of connection and how you can really, you need someone to bring light into your life and realize mm-hmm. different parts of yourself and each other. It's, I love that. It makes mm-hmm. me want to be a kid again and or an old person. <laughs> and or an old person. <laughs> Either sounds good. <laughs> well, we get to be both in our lifetime. Um, so what is a question that you wish more people, more women would ask you who had an idea or not even an idea, someone who who was launching a business. What is something that you wish people would ask you? It's mm-hmm. a really good question. I, I do think like the why is important. Um, like, why are you doing this? Like I, for in the long run, like not just today, not just, you know, this year ahead, but like, what is it that you want to look back on Mm. as you launch this because, and maybe you don't have an answer right now, but like, even with launching Seedling today, I'm like, if this all goes down tomorrow and we did that, like, that's the impact I want to have. And, you know, the hope is obviously that Crown Affair lives on for a very long time as a product and company, but, you know, to be able to look back and be like, we put that together, like, that's what moved me. Um, so like, why are you doing this? You Mm. know? And, and by the way, the answer could be as simple as like, there is no other product like this, you know, whether whatever category it's in, and it's going to change people's lives. And you can have no, you know, vision on the mission. It can be totally focused, but know why you're doing something. Um, and I wish, I guess I wish more people asked me that because I love talking about it. I wish more people also asked about like how to build teams because being an early employee, like, so I, I don't talk about the team building piece as much. Like, I'll talk about, like, oh, I joined this company early, but like, I love talking about hiring and it's something I'm learning. Like I'm not amazing at hiring people. I mean, I am in this case because I've learned, like I have to make such an effort because I think when I, I don't know, I mean, when I go into interviews, when I meet people, I just want to have a good connection with people. And yeah. that's not always the best thing for building a business. Yes. And <laughs> it's taken me a lot of research, conversations, talking to other people in totally different, like I, you know, for me, I'm CEO, my skill sets lie in marketing and branding and storytelling, not operations and supply chain. So when I hire for those roles, like I really live that network of people and like a vendors team I can tap into to be like, how do I hire for a head of operations? Cause I'm not a head of operations. So, mm. um, I think that, that I wish more people would ask me about that. And, you know, all of us talking about it together and what's worked and also even like the level of a person that you hire at the stage of the business you're in, whether you don't have funding and do have funding and what you're really looking for. I think we need to have more conversations around how to hire and um, like what it means to have, like you spend a lot of time with the people you're working Mm -hmm. with, you know, I think it's really important to understand and align on values and the missions that you're doing together. So yeah. 
Oh my God. Oh, so how do I get in on that conversation? Because we have been, it's so funny. We, we've had a team for quite a few years, probably like six years, like a small team, but it's obviously rotated quite a bit. And with that said, now moving into what I'm doing now, I have to hire people that I'm, you know, people for supply chain, people for um, distribution, like experts in the alcohol industry. And I'm, I am, it's so foreign that it is easy to kind of default to, obviously I'm going to have to ask for a lot of help and just information on it um, from people who have been there before, but it's, it's easy to want to hire the people that you do get along with right away. And a lot of times, like depending on how our guts talk to us, like sometimes our gut can just be talking to us or feeling a little, you know, off because it's just a language you don't even understand. And sometimes the person that this has been the most interesting to me because I like to think that I have a really like strong gut and intuition. And sometimes the people who really flare up my like, oh, you know, I'm not sure are actually the ones who have been the best for our company. So that whole thing, how do you navigate like your emotions with that, especially when you want someone who you're like, yeah, we just hit it off right away. When you know, sometimes the person that you're like, me, they weren't really, you know, my favorite person, but. Yeah. So I, I, it's so true. And it's funny. I actually, Adam Grant, who's a social psychologist, I follow him on Instagram, but he definitely just like posts Twitter screenshots and is not a good Instagram follow. (laughs) But he was saying today how um, often we overvalue the connections and relationships that we have that like feel good Mm -hmm. and are super pleasant. And we undervalue some of the relationships where someone's a little like more blunt or upfront, but like Mm. there's actually a lot of value from that honesty. And I think it's something I'm learning. And even with investors too, it's like, how do you take that pause? Like time is really the answer for me. Mm. It's like, how do I not immediately make a decision? And it's something that I have to train myself. I have to be like, don't reply to this thing for another 24 hours. Mm. You can actually sit and marinate on it. And that's hard for me because I'm definitely the type of person who's like, let me reply immediately or like, let me, and I, you know, going against that nature is really hard for me. Mm. Oh my God. I love that. I, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you like human design or have done it before. Have you done it? I haven't done it. Oh, Tell me more. I'll, I'll connect you with the girl. I think you will love it. It's a lot like the Enneagram mixed with a bit of like astrology, but it was like completely spot on for me. And she had just told me in my human design, she's like, for big decisions, you really need one week. And I've always felt that way. Like I want to rush into it like you do, but I get so clear in about five to seven days. Like it's it's like more clear than, you know, it's just 100% for me typically after about one week. And she's like, there are some people who take 30 days. Like she can accurately kind of like tell you how many days you need to make a really solid decision for yourself. So (laughs) I need to talk to her. No, it's, it's honestly a challenge for me. And I'm pretty open about that too. And even, you know, my friends are like, don't reply to this investor email immediately. Or like, you know, (laughs) don't hire this person the day being like, this is the person. And it's, you know, I think on one hand, a lot of beautiful serendipitous things happen when you like kind of go with the flow and go with your gut. But when it comes to really important decisions and relationships like that, mm-hmm. the really good ones are going to last anyway. So time is what you have, you know? 
Oh my God. I, I so feel you on that. And I feel like people who know that it's a big decision and that it's very important aren't going to be the people who are going to try to rush you into something. So that's just, that's been really helpful for me to know too. Like, I'm like, if this is really a true, you know, business person who understands, they're, they're going to know that you need a little bit of time to actually make a decision like this and not force it on you. So that's really powerful. Totally. Tell me about awesome. some of the toughest things. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say also too, like it's, you know, being the person who is hiring, like you want to bring somebody on who wants to empower that, Mm -hmm. that experience for you, you know, and wants you to be like, if, you know, take your time with me, these are the things I can do. So that's been, honestly, like that's been transformational too. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Tell me about the toughest things about having, um, a team for you. Yeah, that I mean that one in particular. I, I on one hand, I think it's really important to not be hierarchical. Like I want everyone to feel like they can sit on the floor with me and brainstorm or whatever it is, but finding that footing to pause and have a moment to myself and then come back and realize that like I am a leader and I need to be a leader to everyone. Like this, I'm bringing them on this boat with me across the sea. Like I can't be like, what are you, you know, you you need to kind of step away and and have those moments of vision and clarity to do a better job. So that's probably the first one. Um, But again, I think there's pros too, to not being like, I'm a CEO in an ivory tower and not feeling separate because then the team is like, oh, we're in this together. And like, you can call me and reach me at any time and like, let's build. So that, that's like the hardest one. I also just like, I never really feel like a grown up. I don't know if we ever grow up. So <laughs> Same. seeing yourself in, in those shoes is uh, is still something I have to work on from a visualization standpoint. Mm. Um, and then, I mean, I've been so lucky to have incredible leaders and founders. I've learned a lot. And actually, when I was working with Harry's, um, the two guys who founded it, Jeff and Andy, like they are, they are working there every day. Like they have desks that are just open desks, you know, like sitting with the team. And I, I do feel like that's a really incredible way to grow something and build something. So, and then I did just really feeling confident in that decision-making. Like I, I do. And this is, this is where the gut piece comes in. So like after you've done the day or seven days or 30 days at the end of the day, you're like, I'm the one who's making the final call on that. So that's been hard, but not in a way that's like challenging or frustrating. It's more like, this is just a totally new muscle that I need to like practice and exercise. Hmm. How do you not... So I think for what I find is I work with a lot of women and especially, you know, whether it's the beginning phases of entrepreneurship or they've had a business for a little while, how do you not carry all of the emotion of your team? How how do you make sure that you are connected to it, but you're not like carrying the load of this, this, you know, all of their stress and all of their emotion? Like how do you kind of keep a bit of a healthy bubble if possible? Yeah, I, I love this question because I've definitely been the team member in this case, but it's funny. We have, we have we're a team of four people, all women, this is really a part of that hiring process. We're also only, we're less than three months old. So there's no, like, I, there's nothing crazy that's happened yet. I know that there will be crazy stuff inevitably down the line, but we like love, like, we're just, everyone's really, I want everyone to come to work and do their job and feel so happy and like excited about this. And I think coming from really intense work environments in the past, like 
I just am like here for work-life balance. Like if you got to go to a dentist appointment at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday, like you do you. Like I don't want, I don't ever want people to feel like that sense of um, anger or frustration or feeling like they're not being empowered. And I think the more that I let that go, truthfully, that was just something I craved as a former Mm. team member and employee. And I knew that as I was building a team, yes, finding that balance of being friends with them, but also a boss at the end of the day and like the person that they're looking to and reporting to, but also like not holding that over their head. And it's definitely like a balance, but I feel like so far everyone like really steps up, feels comfortable vocalizing what's going on. And, you know, I don't know if it's possible to scale that, you know, Mm. like I'm not seeing or speaking for people who have over a hundred plus people companies and growing businesses, I think the structure to be like, okay, this is, these are the rules and you have to follow them and I'm not available. But where we are right now, um, that that's kind of how I'm approaching it. Hmm. But, and I love that. It sounds like you're totally open to like, when I, if I get to that point, when I get to that point, then we'll have that conversation. But it's kind of like, there's, there's so many beautiful things about if it's working and it feels really good for right now, then, you know, that's great. And until something happens, we've had to do that so many times, like until something happens or something where we need a new boundary or a conversation, then you do that. But you can't think of every scenario because scenarios are going to happen that you're like, didn't see that one coming. All right. New boundary. (laughs) Totally. And I think too, I love that. The tone too, like I think about this with the, one of our teammates that I mentioned that just graduated, like girlfriend better crush it after she leaves crown affair. Like I love, you know what I mean? Like this is, I know that this isn't my entire team's baby. This is my baby. And like, I get that, you know, and I hope that everyone stays with us through the end of wherever this goes. But like, I'm also super realistic that I, this is going to be a couple dots on someone else's journey. So like, how can we make this as amazing as possible? And for them to look back and be like, wow, that was like, that Mm. was an incredible time in my life. Cause you know, that's what I had. Mm. That's so important. That level of awareness right there, I think creates such a good work environment because when people feel like they have to stay or that you're going to like, you know, they're, you're going to be so upset or angry if they leave, or it's going to be a bad relationship or whatever that looks like. Like it doesn't actually create a good environment at all. Like there, there's tension, there's weird energy. It's kind of like, I, I've, we use that uh, language all the time with our people. Like, Hey, you know, however long we get to spend with you. And like you said, like, I hope this leaves you a better person. And you have to believe that when they leave, even if they were your best person ever, that there's a next best person that's waiting. Like that that relationship has expired and it's time for something new. And I think that creates a really healthy like team environment. Totally. I love that. I, I, yeah. So for somebody who is, let's chat real quick. We'll do last question. Um, there are a lot of people, myself included, who are always asking about, you know, how do you connect with the people that you need? Like hire for me right now. And I'll just put myself in the shoes of other people as well. Cause I'm in the same shoes. So I guess we're in the same shoes. Um, <laughs> talking about connecting with the people who you know, that are, uh, important for you in where you want to go and what you want to do. Um, I know that we always suggest like getting into different mastermind groups or getting into different networking groups, but let's just say for the position that even I'm in right now, like needing to connect with people who were founders, who um, have raised money before, who have businesses, who have product businesses. 
what are some ways that are great to connect with people when you're someone who maybe you're not even on their freaking radar yet? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's so much power in the Instagram DM. Hmm. Um, And I know that they're not always seen or it kind of depends on the headspace that somebody's in. But if you, no matter who you are, if you craft a really thoughtful direct message or even email and like emails aren't that hard to guess, like first name at company, like, you know what I mean? Like just track it and you write something that's actually thoughtful and not just like, Hey, I'm really inspired by you. Would love to find a time to chat, like get specific. Or if it's somebody who's not even necessarily like inspirational, but could actually be a really good resource for giving feedback, like people want to support and help a part of what they can contribute and create. So like, you know, for me, I definitely go through phases. Like I'll get an email from someone and like, I'm like, okay, not right now. But then like, maybe it's one day that week. I'm like, wow, I'm so excited. Like I do answer the emails Mm -hmm. and I find time to talk because, you know, there is a chance that the person you're reaching out to is the kind of person who recognizes that you never know where any interaction can go, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that if you write a thoughtful email or direct message, like super powerful. And like, honestly, if that person is going to be helpful to you anyway, they're the type of person who's going to answer it. So it might not be immediately give them seven days, but like, <laughs> don't give up. Like I am, I, not that I'm like anything, but like I respond to every single inbound that people reach out to me. It might be, it might not be the same day, but I think that's really powerful. And again, like, be specific. Be like, I really like this thing that you did that. Or like, this has been really inspiring to me. And like, here's how I've changed because of it. Um, the other thing too, is like, just, you know, I'm in a couple different Slack groups. There's one in particular from a marketing newsletter that I've been subscribed to this newsletter for years now. It's called Lean Lux. Hmm. And it's an awesome newsletter. If whoever's listening and you're into marketing, um, by this guy named Paul Munford. And there's like millions of people who subscribe to the newsletter and for the most active subscribers who are like really passionate about the space, there's a Slack group of 700 of us. Mm. And like that has been so incredible as kind of like an equal, it's just very like democratizing. It's like there's epic CEOs and founders and people in there. And then there's also just like really rad marketing managers doing killer campaigns for brands that you love and know. And it's amazing to be able to just send that person a note or, you know, emoji heart something and build those relationships too. So especially in this time, I mean, there's obviously power in the physical connection. I mean, the fact that we met at a dinner and spoke for a while and then, you know, have that immediate reaction and, you know, then we get on a call and it's so easy and there's that, you know, comfort there. But I do think that there's so many ways digitally that we can reach out and connect. And now more than ever, people are spending time in these places, looking for connection. And you you can give a lot of purpose to someone. Like if you're looking, whether it's literally a distribution partner, you know, someone who might've started and sold their liquor company, like there's just people are on the internet. There's no physical footprint anymore right now. It's just the digital one. So like now is probably the best time to be able to like make that connection without even having to meet because nobody can meet, you know? (laughs) I literally love that because the other day I was thinking I was reaching out. I was doing that just like randomly reaching out to people. And I was like, they're all home. Like they're they're seeing like, you know, they're checking things because I'm checking things because you're you. (laughs) We're not going anywhere. So (laughs) it really is like that is one bonus is I've noticed that more people are are answering 
you know, DMs and things like that. So this is a really, it's a really unique time, amazing like opportunity in history just in from that regard of like, hey, they're online totally right now. So, oh my God, I could literally talk to you yeah. all day long. Is there one anything? Quick, I want to say one quick thing on that too. Okay, yep. Because you know, I, could, I could talk for the next like three hours. <laughs> yep. I think something that I'm learning now for people that I haven't met before and we're reaching out to each other, whatever it is, because we're all home and this is an unprecedented time, like I go through waves. Like I have really great days. Mm-hmm. And then there's days where I'm like not feeling great. And I think it's so important to like be mindful that like everyone's going through their flow. And mm-hmm. like there might be days that you're like really living for good social content and memes and connection. And then like you might have a day or two where you're like, I actually can't talk to anyone or look at this because this is just a weird time. So mm-hmm. I think um, on one hand, it is powerful because everyone's like on their phone and checking stuff. But on the other, it's like, this is the first time any of us are going through this. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. Yes. Oh girl, I could just like, last Tuesday <laughs> was one of those weird days for me. I was like, don't put the phone away. Get it very far away from me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is waves right now. And it's, I think we're just so... um you can almost mark the days because nothing else is is changing besides you're like, oh, that was a weird mood day. That was a great mood day. That's, that is one thing that has been like, I should just like start a journal or a calendar to, to look at just the ebb and flow of human emotion and like letting it all happen, you know, accepting all of it. So yeah, well, this podcast has been freaking amazing for my life and connecting with you has been awesome. So thank you so much for taking the time to connect. Um, you know, right when I met you where you were somebody who was just like immediately, you just like shared and were so generous with your time and your knowledge. And I'm really, really grateful for that because those are the people that you bump into just along this path of life that you're like, oh, wow, that was easy. That felt great. (laughs) And it just was a beautiful connection. So I just want to say thank you. And I want to make sure that everyone can find you and follow you. And we can know all about your amazing company right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, First, thank you. The feeling, as I said, is really mutual. And thank you for creating the space and these conversations. As I said before we started, like I've been listening to them this whole week and Mm. it's been really inspiring. And the fact that you've taken this step to, I mean, I feel like everyone's like, I want to record a podcast, but girl, you're doing it and you're bringing (laughs) on incredible people. And like that is something to be celebrated and something we need more than ever. So thank you for creating these spaces and conversations that would not exist had you had you not done it. So oh, thank you. Yeah. And uh for those, I mean Diana Cohen on Instagram, Diana with two N's, um, and all my channels, and then Crown Affair at crownaffair.com. And seriously, um, you know, for those who want to dive in, myself and my team are on the other end. There's humans there. So <laughs> if you get curious or want to talk about hair or life or want to be a seedling, whatever it is, like we're here for it. And we will put that um, all in the show notes as well. And just want to say like, you guys, if you want to try amazing hair products or organic hair products, truly, I mean, your hair is ridiculously epic. And and I do believe, yes, you probably were partially born with it, but partially like, my God, you've taken such amazing care of it. It's stunning. So thank you so, so much for this conversation. You guys, if you loved this podcast as much as I did, make sure you share it right now. Text it to a friend. Just share it with somebody who's maybe in this position or this space where you know they want to launch something or something's already launched. And you know, Diana shared so much wisdom today that I know that you'll be able to not only 
help boost your life, but also help with your friend. And the other thing that you can do, if you loved what Diana said today, you can tag Diana and myself on IG stories and let her know what your biggest takeaway was from the podcast. I think that's always just a a beautiful gift for our guests to receive, to see how they made an impact in your life. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought and honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. 
And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so 
you can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14 day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.